you're listening to Speak On It, Kurt Dog. I'm Elm, uh, Kurt Dog. Uh, you can chat live with us in the chat rooms of like TCAL all aboard. Uh, you can also uh, call in if you want to talk about the stories tonight. Um, we mainly been talking about the HBCUs bomb threats that went out today on the first day of Black History. Um, and hopefully they do catch the perpetrators who's making those threats and um, and hold them accountable. Uh, I personally feel like um, we should not get them a slap on the wrist. Uh, if you do the crime, you do the time. Hold them accountable regardless of who they are, what their status is, or anything like that. We need to hold these people accountable. Um, but also, I was starting to talk about Peter Spencer. Uh, we talked about the story last year before we went on Christmas break um, out of Pittsburgh. Um, he went on a, um, was going on a hunting trip with a co-worker and he was the only black man there and eventually he was uh, shot and killed and now the family speaking out um, saying uh, uh, they call this uh, death a modern day lynching so um, which that's what it sounds like and then these police department are not investigating these type of cases when it's dealing with people of color. They do not investigate it like they should be. Um, so the story came from uh, The Roots, um, <clears throat> the family of a Pittsburgh black man who was fatally shot nine times while on a camping trip a month ago in rural Pennsylvania has voiced frustration with the handling of their son's death by authority and have called this death a modern day lynching, according to NBC News. Uh, Peter Bernardo Spencer, the 29-year-old black man, was shot multiple times on December the 12th at a resident in Rockland Township, Pennsylvania. Spencer was invited on a trip by a former co-worker and was the only black man on the trip. In a press release from Pennsylvania State Police, the four individuals who were present at the time of the shooting were questioned and released after consulting with the uh, Benango County District Attorney. Uh, this is why relative Spencers have voiced frustration because people have been detained, but no one has been charged or arrested. The release say also say multiple firearms, ballistic evidence, control, substance, and other items were seized from the scenes. Um, an autopsy was completed on December the 14th, and the finding are pending uh, to, uh, to the laboratory result. <clears throat> Investigators are also waiting on ballistic report and plan on interviewing more people as they get more information. Uh, this is not good enough for the family of Spencer, which has created multiple GoFundMe accounts to request justice for Peter and assistance with his memorial. On the account created by Peter's fiance, she wrote, he was the only black individual at the campsite and it's being portrayed as the aggressor. 
the Franklin State Troop Office office would not give Peter family nor myself any information regarding this incident. We have been turned away several times while trying to reach out for information regarding what happened uh, to Layla Spencer, Peter's brother. On another GoFundMe account, wrote murder in cold blood and says his murder is a modern-day mention. The deadly shooting happened about about 2.30 a.m. and multiple firearm ballistic evidence controlled substance were seized on the scene, police said in a statement on December the 29th. The Department Heritage Affairs section, which responded to hate and bias crime, was notified, police said, Spencer, an immigrant from Jamaica, worked in construction and contracting, uh, said Paul Jubos, the family attorney. Spencer was invited by a former colleague and was the only black man on the camping trail. Um, this was something they would do from time to time. They would go out to the woods together and shoot guns, drink beer, and have a good time, he said. The county coroner said, has not released evidence to the private medical examiner for Spencer family. According to NBC News, Peter family won information on his death given to Dr. Sarah Rich, who has investigated at a high-profile case. Rich has been able to examine Peter body, but has not been able to look at many photos um, from the environment and none from the corner and need those autopsy photos before coming to a conclusion. So um, they're not releasing information, which we know how this goes when it comes down to um, black victims. And he went on this trip in good faith that um, it's going to be a regular trip. But for some reason, um, it was turned around and he was, um, um, ended up killed, shot nine times. And the police is kind of dragging their feet about investigating this case, which they need to look into it. Um, um, which we've seen this many of times where, other um, uh, black victims have actually um, what appears to be a murder, but they don't want to release any information to the family. Uh, the police do not properly investigate it. Um, um, and then the family is left with no question. That's kind of like um, Lauren Smith Field. Um, the Connecticut uh, young lady who, um, after going on a date last month, <clears throat> and her date, who was a white guy, uh, called the police the next morning, said his date is dead, blood coming out her nose, um, and there was, uh, some reports say it was a blood-stained bed, but the police did not question him. And naturally, they did not list him as a suspect from the beginning. And they basically um, allowed him to 
to um, leave. They did not investigate the case, did not uh, take any evidence or any of that. But after going on a date with this man that she met on an app and then turn up dead the next morning, that's kind of kind of strange. Um, but the police didn't feel like he was a suspect or anything like that. And because of that, the two detectives involved in the, in the case um, uh, was actually put on a administrative leave. Uh, this was according to, to uh, yesterday. They was put on administrative leave and are being investigated by the police department internal affairs office, according to the mayor. Uh, this one action may also be taken against Bridgeport police detective uh, Kevin Curran and Angel Lana's due to lack of sensitivity to the public and failure to follow police policy and handling of the two cases, according to a according to um a statement by Joseph P. Gannon, the city mayor. So, uh, um, so that's, uh, it's a good thing that they are actually uh, taking action against these officers uh, because they did not do their job, but the Connecticut tax money is paying for these officers to investigate these type of things. And it wasn't just, um, it wasn't just, um, um, Miss, um, Lauren Smith Phil, but it was another case that was up there also that people are not really talking about it. Um, and I'm trying to make sure I had this young lady name right. Um, she was found on the same day that um, um, Lauren Spinfield was found. Her name is Brenda Lee Ross. Um, she was found on the same day. And that's just disturbing that uh, in Bridgeport or any um, police department is not doing their job. Um, so that's uh, um, very disturbing. And um, thank you, T-Cal. Hope uh, you have a great night too. I know you said you got to go back to work. Appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, but Brenda Lee Ross, 53, died on December the 12th and Bridgeport, Connecticut, in the Connecticut office of the chief medical examiner said last week that the cause of death has not yet been determined. Um, Ron said, family said that on December 11th, she told her she planned to go to the home, go to the home of a man she was acquainted with who lived not far from her. Her sister, Dr. Ross Washington, <clears throat> said that they tried to reach her on December the 12th and 13th and could not get a hold of her. Uh, NBC News report on December the 14th, the family decided something was wrong. So two of my sisters, my niece, and my niece's boyfriend walked down to the male's house, Washington said. 
when they asked where Ross was, the man allegedly said that he can wake her up on December the 12th and that she had died, NBC News reported. Nobody ever notified us that she died, Washington said. We had to do our own investigation and find out where she was. Um, uh, one of Ross' other sister, um, uh, Angela Ross Morton, added that the man gave the family Brenda clothes that she had been wearing as well as her shoes. I don't understand why that was left behind, Morton said. Ross' family told News 12 that they left a series of for instance, fanatic uh, phone calls to police and which authority allegedly said they couldn't help them. They threatened, they treated my sister Brenda like she was a Jane Doe, Morgan said, like they found her on the side of the road with no identification. They have no respect. Ross' case was similar to Lauren Smithfield and caused investigators to question both cases. Smithfield was found deceased on the same morning after meeting with a different man that she met on a dating app the night as Ross. Reports showed that the man she was with noticed there was blood coming out of her nose and she was unresponsive the next morning. Uh, she was pronounced dead just before 7 a.m. According to NBC News, medical examiner ruled last week that her death was accidental um, due to drugs. The family of both Laura Smith and Brenda Ross said that they were not notified by police and alleged investigators were racially insensitive uh, to investigate involving the case were put on administrative leave. According to Bridgeport Mayor uh, Joe Gannon. So here it is two cases that they really did not investigate. What's going on, Gabe, by the H Town? Houston is in the house. It was going on, Kurt, though. Uh, I'm chilling here for another night. So, um, um, so definitely, uh, thank you for always supporting the show. And, um, yeah. So that that's the situation with Bridgeport, Connecticut. They're not investigating any cases like they should be investigating it. Um, basically, when it comes down to um, uh, people of color, they just kind of overlook it and keep going. Uh, so, um, uh, it's, it's really strange how all of this plays a part and going on today. You would think we would have a better system in place, but then some people just don't don't feel like it's worth dealing with when they're dealing with certain uh, people or when certain people are victims or uh, suspiciously die. And people feel like, hey, it don't matter. Just kind of toss it out. And for for them not to notify the family in either case is kind of strange. And then the um, uh, the guy did, that uh, Rollins uh, met up with, I don't know if he knew who her family was or anything like that. But if that's the case... Um, Maybe he should have reached out, but he was helpful to the family. And it took the family to try to investigate, to find out what's going on. 
I would assume by reading the story, he didn't know how to get in contact with the family. And, um, which is, um, um, who knows as, as strange individuals. So just like those cops in Bridgeport and anyone else, when you do stuff like that, you should be held accountable. You should not be a public server, um, where you're not going to serve everybody because all our tax dollar pay your salary and, um, they should not be in that position. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, and then this came out a couple of days ago, but a woman accused of tossing a 10 month old and a five month, five year old from a bridge is indicted. Uh, this out of Louisiana, which is, uh, uh, another crazy individual. Mental health, um, it's serious. A lot of people don't take it serious, but it is serious. Um, Louisiana woman, mother named Eureka Rochelle Black, has been indicted on murder charge stemming from an incident in which she allegedly threw her 10-month-old baby into a lake along with his five-year-old brother. The latter survived um, at the uh, Cross Lake back on September the 21st, 2021, but his infant brother didn't. Therefore, on Tuesday, a grand jury indicted Eureka Rochelle Black for second-degree murder and the death of Joshua Black and attempted second-degree murder for the five-year-old near-death experience. And the 33-year-old suspect faces a life sentence for the, for the second-degree murder charge and 10 to 50 years without parole, probation, suspension of, or suspension of sentence for the attempted second degree murder. Um, with all that being said, and the things that we have been seeing over the last couple of days uh, with mental health, um, it's not a good situation because people are struggling. Um, they're struggling with mental health issues, uh, the pandemic, a person can smile in your face and feel like, make you feel like they have everything going, even though on the outside, they have what appears to be uh, everything going right in the, the right way that they want it to go in. But on the inside, they are struggling. It's good to always check up on your friends, your loved ones. Um, even if they say everything is okay, but if you see changes that is going on, um, with the communication, uh, their action, look, reach out to them, ask them if, if they need to talk. Sometimes you just have to allow the person to talk, just listen. Sometimes that's all a person want to do is listen and not, and not necessarily make, um, don't want your advice. They just want somebody to vent to. That's why I tell people all the time, hey, if I know you're going through something, if you need to vent, I'm available. Just call me and I would allow you to vent. I will listen to you. I won't give my opinion unless you want it. 
but I will listen to you. Mental health is a serious issue during these times. We have people that is, um, uh, we've seen in the news where uh, several people have committed suicide, famous people that have committed suicide. Now, it's a lot more than famous people that have done it, but we don't hear about the non-famous person that have committed suicide. That's the reason why when we have counselors on the show, we always say, hey, you could get help. And I try to point out all the time, you could get help. Uh, if you're struggling with something, go to your HR, ask them about the EAP, Employee Assistant Program. Ask for help. It's free. That's all you have to do is ask for help. The first step of getting help is asking. And find somebody that you can talk to and deal with that's not going to go back and talk about you behind your back. That's why I tell people all the time, whatever you and I discuss, it's between us. I'm not going to go back and put your business out there because if you come into me, you trust me enough to talk with you or listen to you to help you. And by me helping you, and if I go back and put all your business out there, that's making it worse. So what I'm saying to people, check up on your people. Um, Call people. Every week I may call people I haven't talked to in a while. Be like, hey, just checking in, saying how you doing. I know I've been busy, you've been busy, but I want to make sure you're straight. So, um, um, then I've talked to some people, you know, uh, a childhood friend of mine talked with them one time and they, they was like, you know, for the last three weeks, I've been to a funeral every week. And I'm like, Hey, I didn't realize it, but I listened to what they said, how they felt and they felt better. That doesn't change the fact they've been to the funeral, but they actually was able to vent how they actually felt, which is always good because some people, they don't make time for other people. And if you don't make time for other people to to uh, help them, at some point you may need that person to listen to you. So definitely... Bottom line is, get some help. Um, Go to your HR, ask about the EAP program. That is um, uh, very good. Um, I've been taking counselors since uh, 2018, and it's a wonderful thing. I'm not not ashamed to say I've been taking counseling because we all need somebody to talk to. And we struggle just like everybody else. So definitely get you some counseling. If you are in the DFW area and need counseling, that's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. If uh, you need to find you a good counselor, reach out to me. I can send you to the ones that have been on the show. Um, If they can help you, they can. If they can't, they can refer you to someone else. 
So that's the good thing about it. And um, we're trying to set up where we can get uh, counseling on once a month, if not every week. Uh, try to get counselors to come on the show because right now it's a stressful time. You got all the different variants of COVID coming. You have people um, going to work and being exposed because people don't want to follow things, don't want to follow protocol. And that's a stressful time. And then if you are the breadwinner of your house, um, and you mess around and get COVID, that's a lot of stress. And I understand some people, um, they have these signs of COVID, have all the symptoms of it, but they still go to work because their family is dependent on them. That's why we need a better health system that can um, protect people with a pandemic that can actually provide some type of assistance to it to them during those times. Um, like I said, I was exposed in December, never tested positive, but I had all the symptoms. And after a week and a, while, a, week and a half, my wife tested positive. Uh, luckily, uh, it was mild for the simple fact that um, we both been vaccinated and uh, I know some people still on the fence about getting the vaccine. That's your choice. Um, but one thing to keep in mind is virus hit everybody differently. Everybody differently. And it's not just about you, but you also got to be concerned about your loved ones, people that you're going to be around. So my thing is, I'm going to do what I have to do to protect my family and my loved ones to make sure that I'm in a much better position, that if I do get the virus, it's not a guarantee it won't take me out, but I'm going to do everything I can to protect myself. So that's your choice if you get the vaccine. But when it's all said and done, what about your loved ones? We've seen many stories where people come out on their dying bed begging their family to get the vaccine. And they finally realize when it's too late that, hey, I should have took the vaccine. So definitely um, make the make your own decision and also... Uh, excuse me. Yesterday was the last day to register to vote in Texas, whatever state you're in. Definitely, um, if you haven't got registered, get registered. If your deadline haven't passed, we have some midterms coming up next month. Uh, especially here in Texas, we have the governor race, the attorney general, um, um, who is it? Dan Patrick, uh, Ken Patson, Greg Abbott, Sid Miller, uh, all of them coming up for re-election, as well as the uh, Board of Education coming up for re-election this year. So we need to make sure we show up, not just for the presidential race, but for every election. Every election is important 
even though they don't seem like it's important, it's important. So definitely get prepared for that to get out and vote next month. As soon as early voting start, go vote. Don't wait until the election day because you'll come back and be like, oh, I got I got off too late. Uh, something came up. No, get out and vote. Allow your voice to be heard. And um, that's how you do it. Don't don't ever put off what you can do today for tomorrow. Um, other than that, I appreciate everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, we will be back tomorrow night if the good Lord say the same. Until then, peace.